Happy National Cat Lovers Month, everyone. This is Liz, and here's the lineup of episodes for you to share with your feline friend in December of 2022. It's our annual end-of-the-year recap on this month's Popping Callers. Hear what we think are the most perfect pop culture moments of 2022. Greg has a captivating new interview on Under the Stole this month. He welcomes director Lila Neugebauer on the pod to talk about her feature film debut, Causeway, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. Breakout the Gowns and Tuxedos is going on 30 celebrates its third annual Golden Poppers this month. See what movies our listeners thought were the cat's meow. Finally, Greg and Ryan's journey on the Camino de Santiago has finally reached the end of its nine lives when they discuss the region of Galicia and what it feels like to arrive at one of the world's most famous cathedrals. Don't worry, we're just kitten around with all these cat puns. <laughs> what we really want to say is thanks for being with Popping Colors all year long, and we look forward to bringing you wonderful new shows in 2023. Keep those collars popped. I'm Greg. And I'm Betsy. And this is the third annual Golden Popper. Na, 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 na. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do more of that song because that could be registered. <laughs> That's, wow, right. That. That's right. I'm going to need you to cease and desist with yes. that, Betsy. From the Wheel of Fortune, people. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so we are here on uh, Popping Collar's Most Glamorous Night. Most Glamorous. Uh, who are you wearing tonight, Betsy? Um, I am wearing Christian Siriano because that's what I would imagine. I would nice, nice, yeah. love it, love it. What about you? Who are you wearing? Uh, I am wearing Kirkland, uh, which I was able to pick up at Costco before I came over. Kirkland, <laughs> I assume he has a first name somewhere. I, I think it's just it's like Cher or Madonna. I think it's just <laughs> alone. It's just alone. I, I am going to have to return it. I'm thinking I'll just drop it off in the back of the store. Uh, yes. I'll I'll put it in the big walk-in refrigerator in the back. Yes, uh, and then pick up some discounted wine. That's right. Probably. Oh, but wait, there's more. There's not just one Carmody for your listening pleasure. We have special guest, Emily Carmody Khan with us. Emily, welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here on this beautiful, fancy evening of the Golden Poppers. Yes. The long rumored Emily, who we reference on every single one of our going on 30s. Now she can speak for herself. We don't need Betsy to speak for her. I'm free. It's true. Welcome. You look resplendent, Emily. Thank you. I'm glad you got the the post-it about wear the best neon green outfit you can find. That's right. For our That's golden right. poppers. Um I'm wearing I'm wearing old Navi. Old Navi. It's a new oh. designer. Yep. Nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Comes from the land of Avatar, I assume. <laughs> yes, I think it does. <laughs> okay, here we go. We have seen 11 movies over the past year, five of them nominated for Best Picture by the Academy. Those were the bad ones. 
Those were yes, the Bugsy and the Prince of Tides. Of what the a stinker bin movies <laughs> are this year. Good God. <laughs> if you skipped some of our podcasts, those were the Academy nominated. <laughs> Two movies nominated by Betsy. Two nominated by me and two consensus picks between the two of us. And we have had our say. And now it's time to hear from you, our loyal going on 30 audience. We have have posted our awards as we have done for the past two years now. And uh, we have gotten back several votes, dozens of votes, hundreds. Many, many votes. Many people are saying. Several votes. That's right. (laughs) Many people are saying that they have weighed in on the voting for the Golden Poppers. And we are going to kick things off with our very first award, our best intro song to the podcast. Now, Greg, can you remind folks how you pick the intro song? I can. I love reminding folks of this every year that we do it. The intro song for each episode is whatever was the number one song at the time that the movie came out in the year 1991. Baby, I can 
unbelievable. Like I'm looking at these nominations. I want to make this playlist. I'm oh, I love this playlist. playlist. I was in middle school too. I was this like, is this so is fun. Yes, this is a good one. heck of a playlist. Uh, Betsy, would you like to read the nominees? Get ready, everybody. This is really good. All right, our nominees for best intro song are "Everything I Do" in parens. I do it for you by Brian Adams. Cream by Prince. Rush, Rush by Paul Abdul, and just imagine me slow mo putting my oh hand my God. Over, my, over my over my shoulders. Just imagine Keanu Reeves with scarves and and with gloves. Um, Black or White by Michael Jackson. Holly Culkin. Oh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Voice to men. Good vibrations. Shirt optional. Marky Mark mm. and the Funky Bunch. Unbelievable. Song <laughs> by EMF. All for love, color me bad, two Ds. Gonna make you sweat, Perins. Everybody dance now by CMC Music Factory. I want to sex you up again. Color me bad. Oh, wow! They're this was their play. year. This was their year. <laughs> this was their year. <laughs> this was their only year. I'm yeah. Sorry to say. Um, and then last but not least, I don't want to cry. Maya mm. Carey. A slow okay. one. It's a wow. slow, slow. Jump. Okay, so not only is this a great playlist, but Here's what I know about the people of America in the year 1991 based on this list of songs. People just wanted to effing dance. (laughs) That is what was happening in America in 1991. They wanted to dance with the occasional slow dance song in there. Just like like that. And then they're back at it again. Right. Well, every time you're dancing, you need a a down song and then you need to come back up again. I mean, I'm going to have a hard time picking a song here. So, I mean, yeah, I guess from this list, what do you think, what would you pick? And then what do you think our folks would pick? Uh, I mean, I think Color Me Bad is only of this year. Like you could only have a Color Me Bad in 1991. Um, And I would go with I Want to Sex You Up as the craziest. Wow. Yeah. But I think who's going to win is probably, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday because people yeah. have such a soft sp- like spot for that song. Mm-hmm. At the time, if you would put this poll out at the time, that Brian Adams song would have won. That Brian Adams song was like the request and dedication song every week on Casey Case. <laughs> Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Listen, this, is, this is my first hot take of the podcast. I mm-hmm. do not like his voice. I hate Brian Adams' voice. It sounds like he needs to just go <clears throat> and like clear it just a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it's too gar. Like uh. he was trying to differentiate himself from Richard Marks. All right, so where, and where do we go? Who is the it? winner of best intro song? Is gonna make you sweat. Whoa! Parentheses. <laughs> everybody dance now. In parentheses. <laughs> That's a great CNC music factory. One of the best lines. Gonna get a nut to move your butt (laughs) on the dance floor. I'm just a squirrel. I'm just a squirrel (laughs) trying to get a nut. That's right. That's right. The squirrel. Is that the only pop reference to a squirrel? That would be an interesting top five list. I mean, squirrel nut zippers as a band. That doesn't count. You're not really rhyming. You're not really rhyming, squirrel. Wow. Congratulations, Freedom and the gang. Unfortunately, Um, Freedom couldn't be here to accept his golden popper. So we will will accept it on his behalf. That's very nice. That's very nice. (laughs) Moving on. Great. 
Our next, our next award, best trailer. Walt Disney Pictures presents its all-new 30th full-length animated motion picture. Is anyone here? Mama, there's a girl in the castle. Girl. A girl. The classic story of Beauty and the Beast. He was a lonely beast. Cursed in South Central L.A. Japanese. Let's do the local thing. It's tough to beat the streets. What am I supposed to do? Think, young brother, about your future. No way you sweat me. You're my only son, and I'm not going to lose you to no book. Hey, don't worry about it. I can take care of myself. Trey wanted to work his way up. Trey is a grown man now. He is not a little boy anymore. I heard you like Mr. GQ Smooth, man. Maybe some of what you got to rub off on it. We think the conference room is also above maybe the phones. I'm not cooperating here. I'm not cooperating here. Listen, there's a death wall for me. Are the same people going to kill us, Pop? Nobody's going to kill us. Y'all got to get into your minds how the hell the spooks think. Now, they're not ordinary crooks. Think the unthinkable. Question everything. Now, we're through the looking glass here, people. White is black, and black is white. You had seen it all. Look again. Stay down! Go! Now! We gotta stick together! Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. This time, he's... Shoot the radio. The police radio, Louise. Got it. Thelma and Louise. How do you like the vacation so far? <laughs> we'll be drinking margaritas by the sea, Mama Cita. Here are our nominees for Best Trailer. One man. Up against, yeah, like that sort of thing. Right. A spectacle of cinematic beauty. Okay, great. All right, here we go. Our nominees for best trailer are Beauty and the Beast, hmm. Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. JFK, which I do believe that trailer is like five minutes long. Is that how that works with the cut on that movie? Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and Thelma and Louise. Here's the thing about trailers from the 90s. So I I remember seeing this Terminator trailer and it spoiled the movie. Like you couldn't put out the Terminator 2 trailer today. People would roast you on Twitter if you you did that. But are there movies all the time? Yeah, they they do that all the time. They spoil all the best stuff, all the funniest stuff. It's all in the trailer. Like. Well, for Terminator 2, the equivalent of that is all the gun loading. It's like, <laughs> like that's just like every two seconds. Riddled with bullets. Liquid metal guy. Liquid metal guy. That's right. That's right. I would say from this list, if we're doing like our picks, I love the Thelma and Louise trailer. I've always yeah. loved it. But it was, uh, again, it was one of the trailers that existed on one of the VHS tapes that I would watch. <laughs> I want to say it ran before Days of Thunder. So Whoa, I watched you watch that trailer all the time. <laughs> that all makes sense. Time. That's a demographic carrier. That's interesting. Yeah. To think about. Cars driving fast in open areas. Honky tonks. 
Honky tonks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The winner of best winner. trailer. Golden Popper goes to Terminator 2. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Here is a clip from that trailer. It's just bullet rounds. (laughs) (laughs) All of our golden poppers this year are all liquid metal design. (laughs) When you come up to get your award, it'll just melt in your hand. But then it will, it will, it will kind of fall, but then it will come back. (laughs) It's like those little, you know, those mercury um, figures you'd have, right? Where you'd push on the bottom of it and the little puppet would fall over. And then you let go and it stands up straight because it's all elastic. It's just like that. <laughs> Take your metal. 70s toys out of here. <laughs> Sorry. What's that? Did you have that next to your Monchichi? Monchichi, I'm going to have a party. <laughs> okay. Moving on to our next award. This is a, this is a, navel gazing award where we talk about how smart we are this is the award for most lasting legacy so we have talked about 11 different films and we've talked about what the legacy of them are kind of moving forward before we get to the nominees i'm just curious when you think back on this list of films from 1991 what are some themes or what are some thoughts that you had about what was going on uh in the world at the time that these movies were coming out when i think about this list of movies that you guys did this year what shocked me is how many tropes were all in one year like the liquid metal thing we know Mm -hmm. um the Thelma and Louise driving over the cliff together I mean these are things that are referenced in multiple other settings of pop culture like the Simpsons right the Simpsons had you know a JFK reference everyone knows Silence of the Lambs with the mask and being wheeled out like Mm -hmm. These are, it was just like such a movie dominated culture, I think, in 1991 that these set the pop culture references that then like TV followed, which is so different than where I think we are now with kind of TV setting all those now mm-hmm. um, versus movies. But it's just interesting to think back to a time when movies were really dominating at all of pop culture. Yeah, I think what stands out to me is, you know, and we've we've hit on this a few times, too, is this the rise of the independent filmmaker. So, like, we've already we've talked about Barton Fink, Boys in the Hood, My Own Private Idaho this year. Now, there's like, you know, big Hollywood movies in the mix of what we're talking about, too. But gradually, just more and more, we're getting probably because it's our interest, but also I think these are just excellent movies that are being made and put out um, that we're getting more of these sort of independent voices and young filmmaking voices that are coming into the mix and maybe a little more diverse from what we were seeing before. That's what I was going to say. Cause I think some of what allows what Emily is talking about to happen is because there's a mono culture storyline these are the movies that everyone is watching there's no real asking of the diversity about that or what audience may or may not be into that no no we're letting you know these are the movies that everybody is watching so that's how how your happy meal toys are going to come from this to your tropes on your mtv movie awards are going to come from this everything is gonna everything is going to be related to this because there is not even anybody questioning that there could be another narrative or an audience that's not represented or any of that. 
right? Mm-hmm. So if, I think we're going to continue to be in that vein. I don't know when or if it has broken open to where it's just where we're much more diverse and, and a little more scattered. There, there isn't a, the monoculture kind of goes away at some point here. Uh, okay. All right. Very are we done good. sounding smart? Did we sound pretty good there? We, we have sounded plenty intelligent about the movies in 1991. Exactly. So the, the lasting legacies that Betsy and I selected of all the ones that we talked about, the ones that we thought actually sort of had the most lasting legacies are the following nominees. Betsy, would you like to read? Okay. Them? Who do you want to vote for, right? Systemic racism. Yay. Conspiracy theories. Mm. Found family. Making your own family. Um, True crime. And depictions of women in film. Which sounds like a class I could have registered for college. (laughs) Excellent. So what what did people pick? What did they go for? The winner? Winner, question mark, of most (laughs) lasting legacy, is uh, in a runaway. It is true crime. True crime. Well, again, Sansa Lamb's people origin story for many true crime folks included. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I worked in a forensic mental health hospital during social work school. It was a facility where people who were found not guilty by reason of insanity or weren't weren't uh, mentally healthy enough to stand trial would go. And there was not a day that I walked in that place that I did not think of Clarice walking down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look like that at all. It was a much nicer facility, but my God. Oh, you mean they <laughs> don't pe- put people in a dungeon? And- no, it's not a stone <laughs> dungeon with like leaking water coming down the rocks the whole time. No. Did you have to wear a shower cap to protect your hair there? Like, no, I didn't. Oh, no, I did not. But the first tip I got was don't shake anyone's hands. So. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah. Okay, moving on to something much lighter. (laughs) It's our next award, which is for best score slash best soundtrack. Taylor's oldest time. True as it can be. (laughs) Barely even friends. Then somebody bends. Unexpectedly Just a little change Small to say the least Both a little scared Neither one prepared Beauty and the beast But if your black ain't nothing but beast Watch out for the kill Don't make a false move and keep your hands on the steering wheel And don't get smart, answer all questions And that's your first lesson On staying alive in South Central Dead That's how you survive Hi, this is Anemone Kid Are you enjoying your stay in South Central Los Angeles? Or is somebody taking your thing? Have you witnessed a drive-by? Okay, make sure you have your camcorder ready To witness the extracurricular activities on Black Spider Bully you and your family can enjoy this tape over and over again. Rule number two, don't trust no one. 
Best score slash soundtrack. The nominees are Beauty and the Beast, Boys in the Hood, Bugsy, <laughs> Point Break, and Thelma and Louise. How about you just dumped all over Bugsy? <laughs> Bugsy? Well, this was like a sympathy Bugsy nod, too. <laughs> I mean, because yes, okay, so when we were making this ballot, we were feeling a little bad. That old bug. I mean, I wasn't feeling that bad. Don't bugsy was not. not. Didn't feel eligible for many categories that would that are naming things as good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. That's right. I actually just saw Beauty and the Beast at the only theater. If you're in the DMV area, you should check it out. And it was, it was, it was, it was well done. Those are some good songs i was you know we all had to wear masks there which was good for the actors and good for everybody but i'm like crying into my mask a little bit on some of these songs <laughs> when mrs potts is singing and it's just like you're like oh, I wish my mom would sing to me like that. like it's just it's it's good it's it's good music they had a strong hold on this one and there's several like really good songs out of it too it's not just like yeah. The beauty and the beast. There's oh, yeah. be our guest. Yes. There's I mean, the just... what's the bell song? Like what's wrong um, with her song? Oh, <laughs> oh, there must be more than this provincial life. <laughs> That's right. They're all like, she's so weird. She reads. <laughs> she reads books. <laughs> what's wrong with her? Oh, okay. Here we go. The winner of best score slash soundtrack at this year's Golden Poppers is. Not even close. It's Beauty and the Bee. Here it is, a pivotal moment in our award show. We've come to a very important award, and oh. that is our Hall of Fame. Mm. Off. Tommy, you can't do this. You don't bump guys. You're not like those animals back there. It's not right, Tom. They can't make us do this. It's the wrong situation. They can't make us different people than we are. We're not muscle, Tom. I, I, I never killed anybody. I used a little information for a chisel, that's all. It's my nature, Tom. I, 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 can't, I can't help it. Somebody hits me an angle, I play it. I don't, I don't deserve to die for that. Do you think I do? I'm in it for the Dalton Rush. Endorphin. Whatever. Did you know that she said that she was in it for the endorphins? Sorry, the endorphins. And they sent you here to be posted? Actually, sir, I'm here at my own request. Really? Why? I've always wanted to see the frontier. Do you want to see the frontier? Yes, sir. Before it's gone. Can't you get yourself a nice girl? I get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. 
That's what I, I settled down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. I love you. I want to be with you. Why? I just settle down. <laughs> no, if I endorse it, then if I drop it, somebody will get it. No, I just. It's not your money. I never said you were going to get the money. This is blood money. I was killed for this money. Now endorse the check. I don't know. Well, Sam, what are you going to do with it? Look over there. To your left. I'm giving this $4 million to a bunch of nuns. Otome, if you don't do it, they will track you down. Your only protection is to get rid of it. Oh, Sam, come on. You're killing me. It's $4 million. Just think of it this way. You'll go to heaven. I don't guess this means much to you. Hell yeah, I could tell you some stories. And that's the point, that we all have stories. The hopes and dreams of the common man are as noble as those of any king. The stuff of life. Why shouldn't it be the stuff of theater? This is the most boring drive I have ever been on in my life, and I have to pee. If we'd flown, we'd have been there three hours ago. Sorry. I should have just let you two go alone. I don't even know why I came. I don't even know why I came. Why did I come? You had to. You can't run an operation in Nevada and never go to Nevada. Car break. The sixth and fatal shot. Frame 313 takes Kennedy in the head from the front. This is the key shot. President going back and to his left. Shot from the front and right. Totally inconsistent with the shot from the depository. Again, back to the left. Back and to the left. We almost had Castro with us, then we tried to whack him. Everybody's flipping sides all the time. It's funny games, man, funny games. What's the mob, Dave? How do they think in this? The agency too, man. CIA and the mafia working together, trying to whack out the beard. Mutual interest. They've been doing it for years. It's more interest than you could dream. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. If you are new to the Golden Poppers, here's how the Hall of Fame works. Basically, if you show up in two consecutive years of our podcast, then you are eligible to be nominated for this award. If you win this award, if you are admitted into the Hall of Fame, you are then ineligible for any future awards. You have been retired from the Golden Poppers at that point, and you go into the Hall of Fame. Previous Hall of Fame winners are Sir John Williams. Sir, sir, what? I didn't hear that. <laughs> I started. I started cracking myself up. We gave we give them a title of Sir because they're in our Hall of Fame. Yeah, because I was like, has he been knighted? He might no. have. Been. I don't no. know. Okay. Okay. The so previous, who is our first inductee? Previous Hall of Fame winners include Sir John. Well, we're not going to make it through this. (laughs) Sir John Williams and Sir Robin Williams are in our Hall of Fame. Well, well deserved. Here are our nominees for the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here we go. All right. John Turturro who last year was in Miller's Crossing and this year was in Barton Fink. 
Coen Riding Bro- the wave of the Coen brothers. And deep guys everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. Guys who, smart guys, smart guys. Mm-hmm. Film bro, film bro. Yeah, film bros, right here. yes. Annette Benning, who was last year, very quickly, in Postcards from the Edge. And this year. Lincoln, you miss her. <laughs> you miss her. And this year she's in Bugsy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we've got Kevin Costner. <laughs> so Kevin Costner, who last year was in Dances with Wolves. And then this year, Avi in JFK. Nice. We have Joe Pesci and all mm. of his energy mm. and whatever sort of shakes he drinks in the morning. Last year, he's in Goodfellas and this year in JFK. And then last, we have Patrick Swayze, who was last year in Ghost. And this year it was in Point Break. Wow. What a list. All Hall of Fame worthy. Agreed. Clearly. So where do you think this vote is going to go? I think that the public's going to choose Patrick Swayze and I cannot stand him. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) It's, It's really, I was, I was, uh, Separated from my peers early with Dirty Dancing. I did not care for him in that movie. <laughs> it wow. just continues. I know. This, he's a nice guy in real life. There's is, just something about him. This is sexiest man alive. Patrick oh, Swayze. God. Stop. Yeah. This year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is. Oh, my God. I think only two of our five nominees have ever won sexiest man alive. One would be Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Are you saying Joe Pesci and, never and I'm won? I'm saying Joe Pesci never <laughs> Kevin Costner. I don't think John Turturro has ever been nominated either. The only thing I like Patrick Swayze in is the SNL skit where he's the Chippendales dancer. Yes, that's the that's only true. thing that I really uh, appreciate him. Emily and I diverge mm-hmm. on Patrick Swayze. My my person like that was, as Greg knows, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, other people like Tim and I like him. This so is- I, if I was choosing, I would choose um, Joe Pesci. So this is where I have a little bit of trouble separating our podcast from the actors in these movies, because like these are actors that we've lived with for a long time. And I feel like we get more mileage for our podcast out of someone like a Patrick Swayze. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's one of the reasons why I the first year we did this, I was like, really, Tom Cruise needs to go in because he's just a running gag on our show at this point. Yes. You know, if we were just doing going on 30, Tom Cruise would be in the Hall of Fame. But I get it. People take, you know, I don't know, acting into account or craftsmanship (laughs) or talent. (laughs) Uh, when they make these decisions. So I get it. It's never going to be like my personal favorites. I feel like we've been living with John Turturro on this list for the last three years. And so I kind of wish he would go in, but I'm with you, Emily. I think it'll be Joe Pesci. He's kind of like, who who keeps getting nominated? He's the Susan Lucci at this point of our our Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. The winner of the Hall of Fame. This is such a big deal, y'all. This is such a big deal. Being <laughs> inducted this year. <laughs> Sir or madam. Please welcome Sir Joe Pesci. Oh, 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 
Ben. Richard Golden Popper. Joseph. Amazing body of work. And now, to his credit, he can say a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Going on 30. And he's in before my cousin Vinny comes out. Wow. Yes. Right? That's next year. Yeah, wow. we can't even nominate him. Don't know that. that it would be nominated. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Two youths? That's classic. That. Emily watched that movie a lot more than I did. Okay, we're going to take a quick break from the awards to go over. Here are some other movies that came out in the year 1991. First, we'll do the Critical Darlings that came out in 1991. Grand Canyon. One of those movies, The Fisher King, which oh. I think was on our short list. It was. It had such movies. a good movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Uh, Hearts of Darkness, which oh. was the making. That was the making of Apocalypse Now. It's mm-hmm. like the documentary of the making of Apocalypse Now. Not the weird Marlon Brando. Right. No, that's the Island of Moreau or something. Right. Yeah, there we go. Island of Doctor Moreau, because that's when yeah. we first did. I'm like, what? And then it's like, no, no, no. One False Move came out this year. Slacker, which was also on the short list of possible movies. Uh, Homicide came out this year. Mm-hmm. The movie, not the, the TV movie. show. Mm-hmm. Dead Again came out this year. The Commitments and Spike Lee's movie this year was Jungle Fever. Uh, some popular movies from the year 1991. Uh, so we've seen a lot of movies that were in the top 10 for box office this year. But some other movies that we didn't talk about that were in the top 10 grossing movies of the year robin hood prince of thieves i watched hence, the hell out of that the movie brian Adams song being yes. or kevin costner unbelievable yes. wow and morgan freeman was in that that was such a great role city slickers the movie hook can mm-hmm. we agree the worst steven spielberg movie it's not possible it's pretty tough oh god i even erased him from that movie that's that's hard yeah. Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell. Oh, God, that pixie cut. Oh, she yep. ruined it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Adams Family came out this year. Adams that was Family a good one. Sneaky old. Like, I always that think the Adams Family came out in the late 90s or something. But no, it's, it's no, really it's true. Good. Sleeping with the Enemy, cashing in on the Julia Roberts fame at this wow. point. Yep. Watch that one. That goes along with the true crime thing, too. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Can't when the owls are messed up. Yeah. And they're straightened. Yeah. This was the year of Father of the Bride, Steve Martin, and the Naked Gun Two and a Half colon The Smell of Fear. What a crazy top ten list! Like, if you told me that this was the these were the top ten grossing movies of the year, I'd be like, for for real. <laughs> really? And again, like even more tropes here, like the sleeping with the enemy was like, and father, the bride, those things have stuck around in pop culture. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So a good year for movies, I would say a lot better than last year's slate of movies. Okay, here it is. We have arrived at our major awards for the evening, and we're going to kick things off with the best scene. Sing 
I know every time you turn on the TV, that's what you see. Black oh, yeah. people yeah. selling the rock, right. pushing the rock, yeah. pushing the rock. Yeah, I know. But that wasn't a problem as long as it was here. It wasn't a problem until it was in Iowa and it showed up on Wall Street where there are hardly any black people. I never could figure out why this guy orders a traceable weapon to this post office box when he going into any store in Texas, give a phony name, and walk out with a rifle which can never be traced. To frame him, obviously. There's a lot of smoke there, but there's some fire. We're talking about our government here. No, we're talking about a crime, Bill, pure and simple. What do I mean to you? What do you mean to me? Mike, you're my best friend. I know, man, and I, I'm not, I know I'm your friend. We're good friends, and it's good to be, you know, good friends. That's a good thing. Here's that number. Very good, Mr. Moore. Matt, use your phone, please. Sure you can use my phone. So, our nominees for best scene are... First nominee is Beauty and the Beast with the performance of Be Our Guest. Second nominee is Boys in the Hood with uh, Furious's speech to his son. Third nominee is JFK, the investigative team collaboratively working together with a little Laurie Metcalf action, which is always great. Next nominee is My Own Private Idaho by the Campfire. And then last but not least, Silence of the Lambs with the double location FBI raid. Right, yeah. Such a great These thing. are some really good picks. Is there one that stands out to you? I mean, that FBI raid scene is so good. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. the suspense is really good. And even in the rewatch, I kind of remembered what was happening. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't fully remember. That's a well shot scene and and it really they do a nice job putting you in it but not over the top in it so it's unwatchable mm-hmm. but but the way their povs and things that they use in that scene you know the cinematography really really is amazing yeah it's a real bait and switch too yep love a good bait and switch mm-hmm. so the winner for best scene is furious's speech from boys in the there we go. There we go. Come on up. Larry Fishman. Yeah. Oh, we just melted onto the floor. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. So sorry. <laughs> you gotta really work on this design night. <laughs> it was not great. Uh hasta la vista. Best scene. <laughs> All right, moving on. Here we come to best direction. The nominees for best director this year are. All right. John Singleton, Boys in the Hood, Oliver Stone, JFK, Catherine Bigelow for Point Break, Jonathan Demme for Silence of the Lambs, and Wrigley Scott for Thelma Louise. What a murderer's row of directors. Yeah. We've put insane. Yeah. This is a lot of awesome people here. probably the toughest category to pick. 
I mean, this, this is actually is how, hard to nominate too. We we this was tough, and we left off Cameron. Like we could have yeah. easily put Cameron on here. We we chose teams of Cohen the brothers. Cameron situation. I think we did. I think we yeah. did. I mean, this is how important I think the Golden Poppers are. Is that because John Singleton was denied the Academy Award? I feel like he should get the Golden Popper. <laughs> it's yes. such an equivalency. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll Possibly make up for it. Awarding. That's right. I mean, you know, the way award shows work, not our award show, clearly, because we're we're like we make perfect decisions every time when it comes to nominees. But um, but it occurs to me that like the way award shows work is like they reward you based on the legacy that you leave. Right. That's why so many people, so many actors get awarded for things that aren't their best work, but they've put in the years of work to warrant finally winning an award see Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman, right? right? But so often it strikes me, especially for directors, that their best work is probably their first work or their first couple of works. Like that's when they actually have something that they want to say. And mm-hmm. I would say in John Singleton's case, and he's a wonderful director, but it's clear that he had this idea for Boys in the Hood like ready to go. And he came out like a house on fire. And it is sort of a shame that things like the Academy don't see that, you know, directorial debuts are sometimes some of the best work that you're going to see. Agreed. Right. The thought is like, oh, he'll get it at some point, just not for the first time out. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a great group of directors. Great group of directors. So let's see who the award is going to go to. The winner for best director at the Golden Poppers is John Singleton in a runaway. Not even close. John Singleton takes the award. Totally deserved. Congratulations, John Singleton. Boys in the Hood. Masterpiece. Masterpiece that you should watch if you have not. All right, moving on. We have arrived at Best Actor. It's our Best Actor category. Why don't y'all take a look at that sign up there? See what it says? Cash for your home? You know what that is? What are y'all, Amos and Andy? Are you stepping and he's fetching? I'm talking about the message, what it stands for. It's called gentrification. During that uh, very short and sweet hearing, um, I, uh, I I really don't know what this situation is about. Nobody has told me anything except that I'm accused of um, murdering a policeman. I know nothing more than that, and I do uh, request uh, someone to come forward to give me uh, a legal assistance. If I had a normal family and a good upbringing, then I would have been a well-adjusted person. Depends on what you call normal. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, normal, like like a mom and a dad and a dog, normal. Normal. Just let me go out there. Let me get one wave before you take me. One wave. I mean, where am I going to go, man? Cliffs on both sides. I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand. My whole life has been about this moment, Johnny. Come on, compadre. That expires in one week. 
You're not real FBI, are you? I'm still in training at the academy. Jack Crawford sent a trainee to me. Yes, I'm a student. I'm here to learn from you. Maybe you can decide for yourself whether or not I'm qualified enough to do that. Mm -hmm. That is rather slippery of you, Agent Starling. And our nominees for Best Actor include... Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> Boys in the Hood, Gary Oldman, JFK, River Phoenix, My Own Private Idaho, Patrick Swayze, Point Break, Anthony Hopkins, The Silence of the Lambs. Mm. It's wild to me that two of these five actors are no longer with us. Mm. And Anthony sure. Hopkins is. And Anthony Ho- and still making movies. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins sneaky young on The Silence of the Lambs, though. And like I remember watching that movie and thinking, hmm, who's that old guy playing Hannibal Lecter? Not old, as it turns not out. <laughs> not, not as old as you think. Not very old. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. Emily. We put Patrick Swayze on here because I that, mean... that Bodie performance is incredible. <sighs> Have you heard Betsy quote, you know, do the top five quotes of Bodie from Point Break? There's <laughs> there's, there's no denying Patrick Swayze in this category. There's not. There's not. It's hard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so should win will like win, Betsy. I, I'm I'm going for Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he is young, he's wiry, like he just is able. He gives a full body performance, mm-hmm. full emotive performance in this. I, I love it. I think he brings the intensity that kind of grounds that whole movie and and makes the impact. I think that John Singleton wanted to. Although I will say that I think he benefits from really good writing. Yeah. on the script. And whereas I think Anthony Hopkins didn't have all that many lines, it was just his acting and the way he played that role, I think that made it the mm-hmm. icon that it is. I think Lawrence Fishburne should, but I think Anthony Hopkins might win. Mm. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins about 15 minutes of screen time in that movie. Crazy. I mean, Crazy that's thing. unbelievable. It, well, and it also I think it's a testament to I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of a testament to Jodie Foster, like how well that movie it's, does. It's a, it's, you got to have a good scene partner. You got to yeah. have a good scene partner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what if the it win- was Patrick Swayze in the cell? What yeah. if What if Patrick Swayze was the Jodie Foster role? The young. <laughs> oh my God, stop it. FBI agent. What if he got something wrong to that beautiful blonde hair? Oh, my God. Mr. Mr. Lecter. (laughs) Tell me who the killer is. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. The winner of Best Actor at the Golden Poppers is Lawrence Fishburne. Boys in the Hoods cleaning up here. That is three Boys in the Hoods in a row in our major categories. Will they get the sweep? We move on. We only have two awards left. Our penultimate award is Best Actress. Cheer up, child. It'll turn out all right in the end. You'll see. Oh, listen to me. Jabbering on while there's a supper to get on the table. Chip. Bye. Of course you took in your son. My son. Our son. 
And you taught him what he needed to be a man. I'll give you that. Because most men ain't man enough to do what you did. But that gives you no reason. Do you hear me? No reason to tell me that I can't be a mother to my son. He's not a drifter. He's got his own house somewhere, not an apartment. What? What he does with them takes privacy. He's in his 30s or 40s. He's got real physical strength combined with an older man's self-control. He's, he's cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. You're not gonna give up on me, are you? What do you mean? You're not gonna make a deal with that guy? Thelma, I'm not making any deals. I mean, I don't understand if you're thinking about it. In a way, you got something to go back for. But uh, something's like, crossed over in me. I can't go there. Damn, Jimmy, what'd you do? Take some kind of pill? Makes you say all right stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm choking on it. Uh, sure you want me to go with you? I think it's probably not a real good idea right now. But I'll uh, get you up with you later. On down the road. Betsy, who are our nominees? <sighs> All right. We start with some we lost this year. Angela Lansbury, Beauty and the Beast, Ms. Potts. Another Angela, Angela Bassett, and Boys in the Hood. Then Jodie Foster from The Silence of the Lambs. Gina Davis from Thelma and Louise and Susan Sarandon from Thelma and Louise dividing mm. the vote. Yeah, there is no, there is no avoiding it. Not unfortunately, to pick both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this category is unbelievably strong. Yeah, yes. the best actress category usually is like it's like I would. I'm thinking back to last year, and we had Meryl Streep up against like Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's just it's always really stacked. Yeah. I think Jodie Foster's in the win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like I mean Angela Bassett is great in Boys in the Hood, but I feel like this is the beginning of her rise in the 90s. This isn't full pinnacle Angela Bassett yet. Oh, but Susan Sarandon is so good in Thelma and Louise. So it's so good. I think that's where I get hung up is between Jodie Foster and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Agreed. How great is it that Angela Bassett is nominated for a Golden Popper this year and could be nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars in 2023. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, everybody. Incredible. What a career. Angela Bassett, amazing. But I think you're right. I think it's Jodie Foster's award to lose. Here we go. The winner of Best Actress is... Angela Lansbury. Beauty. Separated by one vote. One vote separated Angela Lansbury from Jodie Foster. Every vote counts. Wow. This is this is when we start saying rock the vote, right? In 1991. Vote or die. (laughs) I think we could also say. (laughs) Wow, that was hyperbolic. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So, so far, 
I would say none of our picks have matched the actual Oscars. So we have not. <laughs> Even down to CNC Music Factory. So good job, everybody. Yeah. Right. Really, really reading the room. That's right. I don't think CNC Music Factory performed at the Oscars that year. That's unfortunate. They should have, you know, clearly. But this not. was the Oscar with Jack Plants then doing the push ups. Is that correct? So he would have won. Wait, yes, right. So he would have won for City Slickers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and that's right. He went up on stage and he did one on push-ups. Here it is. We've made it. We made it. End of our our awards. Uh, you know, the seat fillers are leaving, the big names are coming back to see what's going to happen. Here at our ultimate award, our final award, best picture for going on 30. Brother, is it hot? How you been, buddy? Well, don't look at me like that. Just me, Charlie. I hear it's month. Madman month. This is all my fault. If only I'd gotten here sooner. Maybe. It's better. It's better this way. Don't talk like that. You'll be all right. (laughs) We're together now. Everything's going to be fine. You'll see. I started thinking, man. Either they don't know, don't show. I don't care about what's going on in the hood. Did you think you could get away with it? Did you think you could steal from me? From Maya Lansky, Charlie Luciano, and me? And get away with it? That you could rape us and humiliate us and get away with that? That's a real question, isn't it? Why? The how and the who is just scenery for the public. Oswald, Ruby, Cuba, the Mafia. Keeps them guessing like some kind of parlor game prevents them from asking the most important question, why? Why was Kennedy killed? Who benefited? Who has the power to cover it up? Who? For all my bad behavior, I will throw away to pay a debt. I will change when everybody expects it the least. <laughs> You'll become a head roller. A hatchet man. The old man. No! You will be the hatchet man, Bob. That will be your job. And so there will rarely be a job hatcheted. It will all be just one endless party, won't it? What do you want? Shrimp and fries. I mean, what do you want? Why do you keep hanging around here? I need you to teach me. Give me a break. Uh, shrimp and fries to go. Would you like something to drink with that, sir? I'm serious. I can see that you're serious. Forget it. Stick to how old was savannah when this happened 13 and um what were you doing while this was going on you don't know maybe you ran for help why do you think you didn't just because it's a child's answer tom what does he do this man you seek he kills women no that is incidental what is the first and principal thing he does what needs does he serve by killing Anger, um, social acceptance, and, um, 
Sexual frustrations. No, he covets. She believes that a machine called a Terminator, which looked human, of course, was sent back through time to kill her. That's original. And also that the father of her child was a soldier sent back to protect her. No. He was from the future, too. The year uh, 2029, if I remember correctly. And here we are. Morning, Sarah. Louise, I almost feel like I know you. Well, you don't. You're getting in deeper every moment you're gone. Would you believe me if I told you this whole thing was an accident? I do believe you. That's what I want everybody to believe. Trouble is, it doesn't look like an accident. And you're not here to tell me about it. Betsy, what are our nominees for this? Our nominees are all, all of them. So here we go. <laughs> Barton Fink, Beauty and the Beast, Boys in the Hood, Bugsy, JFK, My Own Private Idaho, Point Break, Prince of Tides, The Silence of the Lambs, Terminator 2, colon, Judgment Day, Thelma and Louise. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So outside of some outliers like Bugsy and Prince. <laughs> I don't know why y'all are saying that. It is a beautiful movie <laughs> with some of the I, most I, artistic Southern accents I've ever heard. I feel like I should have an award that I give each year that's called. I sat through named this. in honor of the accidental tourist hours <laughs> of my life. I cannot get back. <laughs> and. And would that go to Bugsy or Prince of Tides? That's tough. Okay, so if I'm going to have to choose between those two, I think I'm going to go Prince of Tides. Wow. Wow. No, no, I take that back. Let's go. Let's go Bugsy because I like George Carlin. I mean, I like the Vaseline over the camera lens every once in a while. It makes for a nice. I wanted them to take my school picture that way this year. They wouldn't do it. Oh, my gosh. I just picture that wood paneling in her office. Oh, my god! Just her fingernails. And those creamy sweaters. (laughs) (laughs) Her son Uh, who plays individual football. Oh, my God. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that dinner scene. Oh. What an incredible movie. Well, we know Betsy loves awkward dinner scenes. That's Ooh. like, that's in her wheelhouse. She loves. I, I loves will say those. Prince of Tides and Silence of the Lambs were both scarring movies for me that came out in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without further ado, winner. It's going to be Boys in the, it's gonna be Boys in the Hood, right? Right? Are we all thinking? Oh, wait. Did we do? We didn't do our. We didn't do what we're thinking. We didn't do our picks. Betsy, what's your pick? Boys in the Hood. hood. Emily, your pick? Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. I'm looking at this list. My favorite movie on this list is probably Point Break. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) The envelope, please. Drum roll, drum roll. I rip it open. La La Land. I I turn to Warren Beatty. I think (laughs) about handing him the answer, but then I think better of it. And I read that the winner of Best Picture is The Silence of the Lambs. We have matched with the Oscars for the final award. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, here come all the producers. 
Come on up here. <laughs> Get your golden popper. Bunch of white guys. Here we go. <laughs> white guys in Texas. Yep. Wow. Uh, you only have two seconds for a speech. I'm sorry. We don't have enough time. Oh, no. We're go- we're closing out the ceremony. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's a musical sorry, montage at the opening yeah. of the show. Sorry. We've been going for too long. Silence of the Lambs. Congratulations on winning. Wow. Poppers. Betsy, we've done it. Another year in the books. Another year. Great job, guys. Thank you so much for weighing in on our movies. Oh, well, long time listener, big time fan. So happy to be here. Uh, And we look forward to next year when we've got some interesting movies on the docket. We have given away all our awards, all our liquid metal golden poppers. They're everywhere. (laughs) Given <laughs> now they're all sure. over the place. Uh, One is wait. stretching into the other room. I just don't know what to do about it. They're coalescing and they're starting to attack. So we need to go now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will be heading into the movies that were nominated or should have been nominated for the Oscars of 1993. So these are the movies from 1992 next year. And we're going to be kicking things off with the crying game. I'll be hearing that song for the rest of the month. There we go. And we will see you in 2023, kicking things off with the crying game. Betsy, are you ready to do this one more time? One more time, Greg, I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, we will see you next time. All right, have a fabulous evening, everyone. Enjoy the after party. You know, next year, I think you should have a category for best moment in 90210 history. Oh, well, I it, I forgot to reference when we were talking about Color Me Bad that Color Me Bad showed up on. <gasps> That's right. Oh, when they yeah. got trapped in the hotel and they were like, they were in the hotel with Color Me Bad. They ran into them. Oh, that's right. I think it was Donna, wasn't it? That was really into them. Donna and David. David was really into Color Me Bad. I mean, I mean, he wanted to meet them. And I think Kelly, I think Kelly met them and they were like friends with Kelly. And then they run into David and Kelly's like, oh, these are my friends. (laughs) They're from a band or something. Kelly, did you go? How was it? I went, but how are you? Fine, fine, tell us about the show. Did they sound good? What did they say? Yeah, they were okay. Um, I don't know the names of the songs. Anyway, I was thinking about you. Oh, you didn't have to. Well, I wanted to think of a way to cheer you up. Anyway, I met these guys and they're really, really nice. And they wanted to know where they could get the best hamburgers after the concert. So I invited them here. They're waiting outside. I'll just go get them. She invited guys here to cheer up. Oh my God, Donna, these are my friends, Kevin, Mark, Brian, and Sam. No, I do hey, This is Brenda and Donna and Brenda. What's up, guys? Uh, sure. How are you doing? <clears throat> oh, and David Silver. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> What's up, there? So, all of you go to Beverly Hills, huh? Uh, West, West, West Beverly. Beverly. So, uh, where's these famous hamburgers at least? I'm not, I'm yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe they're here and they're actually in Hamburg. 
Well, actually, I was going to make them sing for their supper. It is standard operating procedure around here, guys. Well, rules and rules. Let's kick one. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think I'm gonna have to stay